1: And together they are. Oh my God, don't read it out loud. Don't read it out. Gay lords of duck. Back? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how to do this. We was were that, gone for such a long time. Was
0: that the Amityville clock singing at
1: last? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. She's a songstress. No, didn't know that James lived in Amityville, did you? <laughs> now you know. It's a little known secret. She
0: was at the yard sale singing.
1: <laughs> she was. She was entertaining the crowd. <laughs> As they browsed the haunted wares. Look, I don't know. It's been a long time since we did this show. Uh,
0: uh, we, we took three weeks off. And then we doubled that. Mm-hmm. Um, because life happened.
1: And now but we may not know how to do things anymore. No, my brain is smooth now because i have not been using it for the past six weeks i have not used it i have not used it the movie we're going to talk about today i watched it last night i've seen it before but i watched it last night i didn't write down anything because i'm like i don't know how to do this (laughs) what am i supposed to say what am i supposed to say about anything so like I told Anthony before we started recording. A part of me hoped that everybody would just forget about us while we were gone. Exactly, and we just disappear. Yeah, this is my dream. Okay, uh, maybe you, Anthony, you, huh? come to, you come to my apartment someday because you're like oh, Stacy, and then you come into the apartment, and there I am in a chair by looking out the window, and I like, oh hi Stacy, and I don't respond. <laughs> And then you come up and you touch me and you're like, Stacy. And I just, (laughs) I just turn to dust and blow away. And you don't inhale anything because you're wearing a mask.
0: Thank you. I'm still wearing a mask.
1: That's right. That's my dream. (laughs) Is turning to ash. Yeah. And it feels like that's what has happened to my brain. Yeah. In the time we're away.
0: Well, listen. It's been a year. Yeah. It's been longer than a year. Um. It's been it's been hot. I don't know about you. It's a hundred and fifteen degrees here, or it's going Oof. to be tomorrow. Uh. That's never happened before. The hottest it's been here is a hundred and seven. The hottest I remember is a hundred and four. Um. It, so it, core meltdown worldwide.
1: We're we're going
0: through the the great gaslighting where now everything's it's all done. <laughs> All mandates are being lifted. Don't listen to anything the Who has to say about the fact that we should still be wearing masks. Um, it's just a whole vibe. It's a whole yeah. vibe. And I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I don't like anything anymore. And now, and now you're telling me I have to do Pride on top
1: of it? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm-
0: <laughs> Queer horror podcast, everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's why we're showing up when there's 20 minutes of Pride left. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> the
0: last day of Pride Month, we showed
1: up. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, I don't know. I've just gone flaccid. <laughs> I've gone smooth.
0: Oh, oh. Ooh. Uh, ooh, this is like, getting erotic. <laughs> this
1: is turning everybody on, I'm sure. <laughs> like I told you also before we started recording. Like a, what did I say? Like a penis in an ice bath. (laughs) I have, like a penis in an ice bath, I have retreated into myself, vanished from sight, (sighs) shriveled up, uh, inverted and gone. We all knew it was coming (laughs) There's no There's no surprise here No the hiatus just sped up The process
0: Before this before we reached this Severity upon Severity upon severity An intersection of severities Before that even you know you were talking about Going off to live in your lich hut (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah Well I'm living in the lich hut of my mind Yeah so basically, I mean, not that anybody had big expectations for this anyway, or not that we've ever set the bar very high. I'm just saying, uh, we need to ease back into it. We can't just blast the rosebud or whatever you said before. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you out of context.
1: <laughs> without any. Like, hey, Stacy, blast the rosebud! <laughs> <laughs> Stop pointing it at me. Uh, <laughs> Waving. One does not just blast the rose. I mean, maybe one does if that's what one enjoys. Not at but pride. Most rosebuds enjoy a little lubrication, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Consider this episode the lubrication. Maybe next week the rosebud will be open, ready for business. <gasps> oh! <laughs> we'll be talking about Citizen Kane. That's what I mean. Yeah, we're talking about sleds. <laughs> So, I don't know. We're back, I guess. We're back. It's a joyful time. Is it? (laughs) 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 I mean, sure.
0: Happy Pride, everyone.
1: Happy Pride, everyone.
0: Yeah, no, we, we took part in a the- in Fright Gown and we, we sure. uh, showed the Necronomologue part two with our, our top ten favorite queer horror films.
1: Yes, we did.
0: Um, thank you all for watching and, and for watching the first one when we released that on the website. Well, I'm sure we'll put up the second one shortly. Yeah. Um, so we did that.
1: Yeah, you can watch the first one. Go to so. Oh, That's our website. It's our website, and we've got the first episode up there. If you missed it when it played at the final Girls Berlin Film Festival a few months back, now you can watch it.
0: Yeah. I really love uh, making those. They're really fun. It's actually a horrible process, making Yeah.
1: It's the worst that I want to kill myself every time. It
0: took us six weeks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But when it's done and we watch it, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. So I thanks, everyone, for for being there for that and letting that be part of your Pride experience. Otherwise, I did shit. I literally just stayed in the house the whole time. They did a... In Portland here, they did a pre-recorded Pride uh, parade where they just filmed the floats driving around the racetrack outside of town, and then they put that on Zoom.
1: (laughs) I was like, couldn't you just... Have a regular parade because <laughs> you're just in a car
0: <laughs> outside. You know
1: what I want for a pride float? I thought I had thought about this because you know Pride Month. I thought you know what does everybody think Same. when they think Pride? It's like oh, here's the men in their Borat slings. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe they have a leather cap on and they're up there mm-hmm. and it's like Kylie Minogue's playing or something. Yay, party party. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want the lesbian float that's like covered in flannel But <laughs> it's just a bunch of women like sitting there quietly.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just having intimate conversations with each other. <laughs> it just like quietly rolls by. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> in the middle
0: of the party. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love yeah. it. that will be so
0: good. Given where we're at in our lives, consumed in flames, depressed, covered in <laughs> sorrow and misery. <laughs> no, no, uh, misandry mis- and misanthropy at an all time high. Yeah. Uh, longing, longing to just vaporize <laughs> um, oh. I do think that that's a perfect time to talk about this film that we're talking about today.
1: And I connected with this film. Oh, I don't, it's a, you know, it's I've had a lot of good opportunities lately. Things have come out, some uh, Blu-rays that I've had the good fortune to be involved with.
0: Oh yes, like uh, I don't know, Children of the Corn and uh, Tale of Two Sisters from Arrow Video.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to write essays for that stuff in the rumor column and all of these things. But I am just incapable of just saying, Oh, look at these great opportunities that I'm getting. Hey everybody, check out this thing that I did. The vast majority of my self is saying like, go away <laughs> <laughs> like, That's too much, Stacy, you know? So yeah. that's all I'm saying. I'm just <laughs> tearing this out.
0: Too much Stacy. Tonight at 7. <laughs> <laughs> I think context is important because I think um I mean for me honestly like I want to retreat from all aspects of my life. Yeah. And the pandemic, I actually read a really interesting thing. I guess there's a podcast. Oh, God, I'm complaining about the internet and then going to cite a podcast. But um, there was this thing that was getting shared around about this podcast. I think it was called Quarantinology. But they were talking about um, this idea of just going back uh, and this expectation to go back, to go back to normal. People We keep using the term go back or return or normalcy or the new normal, blah, blah, blah. But it's all situated around um, regressing. And it's like, it's not allowing for people that actually maybe we don't want to do the things we were doing anymore. And this isn't me saying like, I'm quitting everything. But like, but I am. But (laughs) like, like, this thing we've been through has massively changed the world and the way in which we move through it or don't even move through it anymore. Uh, the way we live our lives the way the the, our priorities I've re I've changed and like Jason and I have been in a massive process of shifting our whole lives and, and what they look like to accommodate you know what we want to be able to do moving forward instead of trying to accommodate what we were doing in the past right right so it's like the time for change is now man and that's fine it's it can be scary for people but like I, I think um, after all of this why wouldn't we want to shift things
1: what's that uh, <laughs> Japanese art where it's like they'll break a vase or a vase gets broken and then they reassemble it using like gold oh in between and the point oh. is that like you can put it back together but it's not the same it's, yeah yeah, yeah. At it's, it's a core it's a different object And I just feel like we're pretending that we can just reassemble it all.
0: Yeah, but we're all going to be shattered fucking vases. Vases, vases.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're back. (laughs) We're back! (laughs) But I
0: believe, I do believe that all of this beautifully ties into Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane.
1: Oh my gosh, it sure does.
0: Um, because I, like, I've been, even before this, I mean, you had your lich hut, I want my Valerie Solanas fountain, or my Unabomber cabin. Little girl who lives down the lane. I'm sorry, the little girl who lives down the lane, is all about, I think it's aspirational for all of us who want to retreat. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Who don't want to play the game, as it were, as Rin refers to it. Um... I read this. I read the book like maybe a month or two months ago, uh, and I was blown away by it. I was like, "Valerie Solanas is all over this book. Um, the Unabombers all over this book. <laughs> I fucking love Ren." I had never seen the movie, and then I, I'm I, like, "Okay, it's the same author, Laird Koenig, wrote both the book and the the screenplay for this movie." And I was like, "I have to see this movie. It's Jodie Foster." It's young Jodie Foster. Uh, What the hell? She did this and Freaky Friday and Taxi Driver in the same year?
1: She came through it.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Like, she's done some shit, man. And I think if she just, if her makeup or her support system or whatever was slightly different, she could have turned out to be a real tragedy.
0: Yeah, no, like, how did she not, like, I was looking at, I had no idea that there was a TV series until I was IMDBing Jodie Foster last night i had no idea that there was a tv series of paper moon mm-hmm. um and i mean looking at the difference there, looking at the difference between tatum o'neill and jodie foster yeah and not that that was self-imposed on tatum O'Neill. i mean we know ryan o'neill was a piece of shit um but how differently their lives turned out and jodie foster was playing that character in the tv version i love jodie foster she i mean everyone knows we love jodie foster here at this show of course <laughs> of course. But what the fuck? I had never seen this. And I, I just, I, I think um, I was reading somewhere that they weren't sure. They had been talking about making a film of the book. And they just weren't convinced that they could actually pull it off. And then they saw Taxi Driver, I think, is how, what I what I read, The Urban Legend. Um, and then they knew, okay, we have a Wren.
1: Oh, it was uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. She was it was Alice
0: Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Yeah, because Taxi Driver is at the same time. Um, this I can't think of any other person that could play this role.
1: No, Martin Sheen did this movie because he wanted to work with her.
0: That's legit.
1: Yeah, like she's the real deal. She's and I mean, especially she was just unstoppable in this time period. especially. Yeah. you kind of forget at this point how good she can be <laughs> because she hasn't had the greatest parts since I don't know Silence of the Lambs, maybe. She. I also think she has. I don't think she can play everything. Like, that's the thing too, is we act like actors who might have a narrow range. We look down on them. Somebody like Kristen Stewart is very good at a particular type of role, and I don't think that that should be seen as a bad thing.
0: No, it's just her sp- her specialization.
1: Right, exactly. And I think the same thing goes for Jodie Foster. Mhm. Um, that there are certain types of roles that she's going to click with, and this and iris and taxi driver are really two of them and it's just amazing like probably too much was put on her as a fucking 13, 12 13 year old yeah um but man she's good
0: she's so i hate this word but i will use it she's so authentic yeah um she is i i love i love the latent underground butch energy
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, right? not even
0: butch energy just like tomboy i guess this is mm-hmm. um
1: Oh, she's so smart. And the,
0: that's the thing is, like, uh, with child actors or younger actors, youth actors, you s- you can tell. It's you can tell. I'm not saying kids are stupid. <laughs> I really I yeah. like. Yeah, I, 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 kids are cool, but like, there's it, there can be times where like you can tell a child is maybe not as smart as the role that they're supposed to be playing. Right. Jodie Foster's intelligence absolutely shines through. And Wren, in the book and in the film, it, she is essentially a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she's just absolutely brilliant and absolutely, like, she She was just so tight with her father, the, her poet father growing up, that she's almost kind of a mini him, but she's very much a free thinker and he's very much raised her to be a, a self-determining independent young woman. Um, and and. Th- That would not come through were were that not already in Jodie Foster herself.
1: Sure. Yeah. And this is a different type of intelligent child than what we're usually given, right? It's like there's a huge difference between Rin, who is a critical thinker, who is thinking about life philosophy and uh, personal autonomy and things like this <laughs> yeah. versus versus the human head weighs eight pounds
2: <laughs> you know, like
1: being able to regurgitate. F- and I'm just like, whatever, no offense to the kid or the character or anything like that. But it's like, there is the sort of like, this person is seen as intelligent because they have memorized a lot of facts. And then there is this other person who is seen as intelligent because they're capable of critical thinking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that difference between, like, book smarts versus, like, yeah, critical thinking or a real uh, lived experience.
1: Right. And, you know, you say, like, "Uh, she's uh, an old soul or whatever it (laughs) lies beyond her years. But I think this movie does a good job at showing that she still is just 13. Yeah. But life circumstance has propelled her into this sort of way of thinking that might be more natural for someone who's much older than her
0: yeah well and there's a level of um survival to it right that she yes. is she's is very much a survivor um she is a i think i think i think it's safe to say she has lived through trauma i don't know that i would say she's traumatized um if there's a difference but she is rapidly um, adjusted how she moves through the world or doesn't <laughs> because of that and around that. Um, and, and it, and it's interesting to see how she responds to situations. Like she kind of horrible things can happen to her or around her in this film. And she kind of ices up and kind of freezes, but you also see her plotting and you see her trying to figure out what the next step is going to be. Like she's always playing chess kind yes. of,
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah. I just love this movie. <laughs> I love this <laughs> book. I love Ren. What's nuts to me, Stacy, is that I was looking up I, actually for a different category in the chopping block a while back, I think I was doing one about like killer kids or something. And so I had been granted, I had been researching, right, Googling uh, different killer kids and trying to get some brain flow moving for Chopping Block categories um and questions and i found a list of the most terrifying killer kids in all horror movies and films and ren is on that list and i was like really what and looking even looking at the book looking at the marketing around this film so much of it was kind of phrased around like there like almost like there was a bad seed quality or element to ren yeah um but i'm like what is this read where it's like she is literally the final girl she is the survivor she is she's the protagonist
1: it's all self-preservation it's not uh she's not one of the kids from you know bloody birthday or something
0: which good Um, for them as well
1: (laughs) oh absolutely good for them as well but i mean she's more of a it's a it's a distinction between like i mean maybe this is too far i don't know but it's like it's the difference between michael myers and Leatherface. like michael myers is i mean i'm not even talking about the new michael myers (laughs)
0: <laughs> the new uh, Jason X <laughs> yeah, suburban yeah. Michael Myers
1: but like Michael Myers who is driven to kill who kills his sister who kills the babysitters etc etc versus Leatherface who is essentially defending his homestead from yeah. the invaders and that's what Ren is doing it's like especially through the before we even hear anything about murder or anything I'm just like can they just leave her alone
0: oh it's literally it's, it's uh a pedophile, a cop, and a magician walk into a bar. Only it's this, this poor <laughs> yeah. girl's house.
1: And a nosy landlord. I mean basically, yeah. I like that I mean we should tell people what it's about if they haven't
0: seen oh, it. Oh, I guess there's that.
1: <laughs> there's Lane.
0: <laughs> and a
1: little girl who lives down it. That's all you need to know. Thank
0: no. you, Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. <laughs> little girl who lives
1: down <laughs> it. Uh. <laughs> We have Ryn, who lives in this uh, house that has been uh, rented and prepaid for three years um, in a small town in Maine. She lives with her poet father. And basically, people just keep coming by and won't leave her alone. Like you said, we have the nosy landlord, Mrs. Hallett. Uh, we have her pedophile son, Frank, oh. played by Martin Sheen, who is... So good. I love Martin Sheen. He's
0: fantastic in everything.
1: I love him. He really is. He's so cute in this.
0: He, okay, for being the biggest fucking skeeziest creep oh on the planet, I'm like, oh, he's still adorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's such a fucking monster that he's really good at it, too.
1: He's really good at it. He's such a good bad guy in this.
0: It's it's that It's that, absolutely that toxic male unhinged um chaotic dude energy where you're just you're in terror because you don't it's like the guy you'll see in front of Seven Eleven. you don't know what he's capable of when he's just <laughs> yes! having a bad day like the, you know that just like chaotic un uncontrolled like just dude that isn't grappling with his issues and you yes. don't know what the fuck's gonna happen when you walk by him yeah that's him
1: uh these people just come in her house um and do as they please He's, I mean, he's a pedophile,
2: right?
1: We can, we can say this.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, thank you, Well and, and there's a,
0: yeah, I love, I do love that people are like, what are you, some kind of pervert? But, um, but he... It's also like, you know, it's that small town 70s vibe where like, oh, everyone just knows the landlady has a a, a pervert son, but nobody talks about it. And if you talk about it to the landlady, she's just kind of going to get kind of get angry at you and wants to keep it under the rug.
1: Yeah, that kind of like small town corruption secrets, whatever, where yeah. it's like she's very powerful in the community. Yeah. and therefore he's given a free pass everybody knows he's a pervert and so what happens is they warn little girls not to be alone with him Yeah, they don't do anything about him they tell all the little girls like hey you know
0: yeah which is so of it's time Yeah, um, absolutely that it, it's just like oh that you have to change your behavior to accommodate his violence
1: right if you yeah. hey if you don't want to get molested don't be alone with him okay yeah and well, otherwise, what else can we do
0: publicly we're just going to talk about oh he's he's miss hallett's son he's got two
1: kids of his own mm-hmm. yeah so um everybody's coming around they want to talk to her father who just is never there or he's in his he's locked in his study doing his work
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he can't be disturbed and you know something's up with the father Right, and given the the poster art for this movie, you're like, she killed her father. What's going on? Yeah, um, she's living very independently. She's learning Hebrew in her spare time. She doesn't go to school, so everybody is suspicious. Everybody wants to know what's up with this
0: kid. <laughs> Why is this little girl always smoking in her captain alone?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Mrs. Hallett keeps pressing the issue. Uh, And it's like, I want my jelly jars. I want my jelly (laughs) jars. So finally, one thing leads to another. Mrs. Hallett goes down into the basement that Rin is really trying to keep her out of. Uh, She screams. We don't see what she sees in the basement, but she sees something on her way up. She hits the, the stick that is keeping the cellar door up. The door hits her in the head. Mrs. Hallett is dead so now rin has to take care of this she's got enough problems am i right now she's got at least one body in the basement we don't know meanwhile mrs hallett's car is out front and rin knows enough to get rid of the car here comes mario the magician (laughs) oh played by scott Jacoby. what else has he done he is a bad ronald thank you he's bad ronald his brother, Billy, was in Bloody Birthday. He was one of the kid with the glasses. Yes! The Jacobi! Yes! They, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott Jacoby was also in a movie a couple of years prior to this with Martin Sheen and Hal Holbrook That Certain Summer. Have you ever oh, seen, I that seen it? haven't seen it. Uh-uh. Gay movie. Groundbreaking gay movie.
2: Oh! Oh! Oh!
0: Yeah, yeah, my uncle was just telling me about that.
1: Yeah, he was, like, Martin Sheen's son, I think, and then... Hal Holbrook was his lover. Hmm. His father's lover, so he has to grapple with his father being a big homo. Man,
0: Martin Sheen's always been cool.
1: He's been real cool. I love what an environmentalist he is. I know. Someone should tell him it's too late for the planet. But (laughs) it's a nice gesture. How are, like, the
0: most radical people in Hollywood the cast of Grace and Frankie and they're all (laughs) 80s? So sad.
1: (laughs) It's true. Oh, my God, it's true. Uh, so Mario helps Rin get rid of the car. They start spending time together. The relationship develops. And then it's just kind of keeping these secrets, burying the bodies. Uh, it turns out Rin's father was very ill. And like uh, Virginia Woolf, he walked into the sea. <laughs>
0: rocks in his dress pocket.
1: <laughs> with rocks in his dress pockets. Um, and then Rin's mother came looking for her and was going to start some shit, so Rin poisoned her tea, mm-hmm. cyanide,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was her mother in the basement. The bodies get buried by the house. Frank Hallett keeps coming around and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, there you go. Yep. And until finally it's Rin and Frank alone in the house, and he's like, I'll keep your secrets if you let me do whatever i want with you and she's oh. like sure have some tea <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it tastes like almonds
1: yeah uh and then uh, we watch as she's stone-faced watches frank die man and i was like that bitch did not blink
0: man <laughs> the fact that the fi- the end credits I thought it was going to do, I thought it was going to do, like, the great 70s freeze frame for the credits. No. No. No, bitch. We watch her, the entire credits, she is watching a man die. Yeah. Expressionless. So good. It's, like, this is the original Call Me By Your Name credits, where it's just
1: (laughs) that (laughs) little twink
0: staring at the fire.
1: Super tight close-up, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. She's just watching this man die. And I'm, and I was just like, misandrist icon.
1: <laughs> well, Frank killed Gordon the hamster. Oh! In a very cruel way. It's so sad. It's very sad. She just wants to live her life. That's the thing. And no one will leave her the fuck alone. Everybody it's... else knows what's best. And it's just like, this movie, like you said, especially right now, just... But always, this movie speaks to anyone who lives outside of the norm, or yeah. you know what society is telling you you should do and who you should be. What's What's going to
0: happen if you dare to be a woman, a young woman who just wants to self determine her life and her place mm-hmm. in the world? What's going to happen? Your your pet hamster is going to be brutally murdered and thrown into a fire in front of you. Uh, you're going to become subject to another fucking pedophile's desires and, uh, and nearly assaulted. Uh mm-hmm. your boyfriend's going to get pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just I actually think this film is really ahead of its time. Uh the story in general is really ahead of its time in that this too is is very much we were talking about when we were watching this last night. Um Andrew was like, "Oh, this I'm surprised that they uh, they would never be able to do this today. And I was like, no, I think it's actually the opposite. I'm shocked that they made a film where she gets away with it, yeah. as far as we know, in the 70s. There is no judgment for her, really. Um, there's a cop in the film, Mario, the magician's uh, cousin, uncle.
1: Uncle.
0: Uncle. Um, he's constantly showing up. There is there is a There could be a threat of punishment, but there isn't. And it's very much in like Rin is very much in line with our Thomasons and our and our Danny's and our and our Suzy Banyans.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Where she she actually does ultimately get to self determine.
1: For now at least to me, this feels like a... The end. It feels like this can't go on forever. Because like too too many people have gone missing and now Mario's in the hospital. She did need his help. Yeah. Um, Cause she was just going to leave Mrs. Hallett's car at like the train station or something. And he's like, well, that's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's going to slip up and I just feel like it can't last forever, but we don't know the movie ends and everything's okay.
0: <laughs> she just contemplates the man dying in front of her. Slowly. Yeah, Well, yeah. yeah, because the options are what that she's. That may like the magical option is that Mario recovers um and they get to you know he'll come home from school and they get to hang out in her little house and yeah. everything's fine and happy, and nobody ever notices that the person that she's supposed to be paying rent to is gone, and so is the son,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: who has a family of his own, or what they they all of this is found out she ends up being taken in she gets stuck in the system and becomes like a. Uh, foster kid or juvenile juvenile hall kid yeah or she just she has to flee and she just uses the skills that she's learned and then she goes off and probably lives a really rough life on the road
1: everything's fine everything's fine (laughs) she goes to the bank and i don't know if you've seen this other movie anthony but i got very excited because i said is that teller who has like one line Excuse me, is that the same actress who played the medium in Kathy's Curse? Oh! (laughs) The one that possessed Kathy calls a medium rare piece of shit. I looked it up and yes, it was. And I was so excited because I love Kathy's curse. It's terrible and wonderful.
0: I need to see it. I need yeah, to see did. it. And you I know you have sung its praises before. I we have talked about doing it for the show. I need to absolutely see it, especially I have been pushed over the edge. The second you said medium, I was like, what and what? Oh
2: yeah. Um
0: because she showed up on screen and I was like, I'm shocked Jason hasn't painted her by now. <laughs> 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 With yeah. those glasses glasses oh wait till you see
1: her as a medium in kathy's curse i can't wait with the glasses and everything oh the glasses return oh sure oh motherfucker
0: i'm so excited
1: i love kathy's curse
0: she that 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 teller she is a perfect queen um (laughs) and then ren oh just ren being like she like you know what she goes through all the motions at the bank to in everyone's like this is a 13 year old working with a joint checking account and like yeah. she she withdraws ten dollars or something <laughs> yeah. and then and then she leaves and then she stops and she goes back and she's like hang on hang on can, can i have can i have that piece <laughs> of paper with my signature on it and they give it to her and she rips it up. And you're like, she is off the grid. She's an off the grid queen. The OG off the grid queen. She is. I want this life, Stacey.
1: I know. Same. I want to just leave. I don't want to yes. be on the internet. <laughs> uh, look, my picnic hanging rock feelings remain. I'm yeah. just like, where is that, uh, you know rock for me to disappear into just
0: walk into the rock and then maybe later people will be like i don't know i think they might have turned into lizards in another dimension
1: lesbians lizards who knows
0: <laughs> they all got long fingers
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I want that's the thing life. i just uh, i haven't ever connected with this movie the way i did last night and i think it's just it's just one of those things of like where are you when you see a certain thing man because I reckon... the first time I saw this, I was expecting like what the poster promised, and it's like it's very strange because this movie does have so many hallmarks of an exploitation film. Yeah, but it's so subdued and like mellow. Yeah, it's, at the same time,
0: it's pensive. It's um, it's very much it's very theatrical, um, while being s- cinematic.
1: Like my first thought was, this feels like a stage play, and I guess it was the adaptation was written as a stage play yeah and
0: i i believe he there is a a play adaptation um that came out then after this and laird koenig uh he was a he was a playwright he did broadway and off broadway plays and then and a screenwriter and then he wrote i think this was his second book um which then he adapted for the for the screenplay for the movie um and it it very much has that dna in it which i really think strengthens it because you're just in it with her Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: this house um i really think i think you should read the book i really think you'd love it it's i mean they're they're more or less carbon copies but with the book it's it almost because because you don't see bryn like i mean you see her in your mind you know you read the book you know what she's saying you know what's happening um there's a little bit more suspense because up until really way late in the book, you're really not sure who's in the basement. You're really not sure if she's telling the truth about her father or her mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that comes through in the movie somewhat. But I think just because of how well Jodie Foster fleshes out the character, it also kind of works against that suspense about is she a killer? Isn't she? Mm-hmm. Um at least for me maybe i'm bringing that in because i already knew where she was coming from with the when i watched the movie um but i feel like you're the movie's a little bit more on her side from the get go than the book is
1: doesn't the book doesn't she kill mrs hallett
0: yeah on so purpose? it's very different and and but that's what i love about the book too is it's doesn't it still doesn't judge her um mm. the the book is very pro ren it's not it's and that's the thing it could be exploitation it could be uh, 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 bloody birthday It could just be bad shit kids it Could be bad seed um, Mrs. Hallett goes into the basement You know she finds the mother uh, we find out later Ren's mother she Screams I think Ren then shuts the cellar door She runs like pipe tubing Into the cellar do- Into a crack into the cellar um, And she connects it to the stove And she turns on the gas And she fucking gasses her Oh, shit. And it's wicked. <laughs> like, wow. And then she hooks up with Mario and gets his help burying the bodies outside. <laughs> like
1: Wow. Yeah, that's very different.
0: And so for the film, they decided that they couldn't do that because then the audience just wouldn't be on her side.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I think with the book, you know, you get into the psychology of the characters. You really understand where they're coming from. I guess with a visual medium and with the audience in the 70s, it would be easier to just instantly judge her for doing that. Right there also is a really nice shock factor of that that cellar door just falling and hitting Mrs. Hallett and cracking her head open and then the disco music as the blood is just like (laughs) spilling out of that zoom out Um, but but that's what I love about it is just that it doesn't it doesn't say look at this look at this bad child look at this killer it's still no she killed Mrs. Hallett because if she didn't do that She's going to be sucked into a system that is going to dehumanize her
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, and is going to work against her and is going to, like she said, if I listen, he says, there's nobody, Mario says to her, there's nobody like you. And she says, well, if I listen to everybody else, I'd be just like them. Yep. Like she doesn't, I love, I love, she talks more in the book about this idea of the game and not wanting to play the game and that she oh it's just so admirable and aspirational (laughs) that she just wants she just wants to fully retreat and exist as a person that doesn't buy into all of the trappings all of the bullshit that this is brit is very much an anti-capitalist anti-patriarchal liberatory queen
1: it's amazing that she's 13 yeah, You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, it took me 85 years and a pandemic to get to that kind of clarity. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch has when she's 13. Yeah, we had to go through almost a year and a half of this. To, yeah. To begin
0: to say, well, maybe I should post on Twitter less. <laughs>
1: yeah, you be like, maybe I want to learn Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> and Bake my sourdough bread.
0: Um... I really enjoy, obviously, all the acting is incredible. Jodie Foster is just, is she, has she ever not been good?
1: She's never not been good. Like, there, there's, you know, better and worse, but that's often the material and not
2: her. Yeah,
0: Alex did, Ale, uh, Alex West did get me wanting to watch Flight Plan when she was talking to us about watching Flight Plan. Mm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe she's not, like, the greatest in that, but... Um, but she's always just so solid. She's so good. Martin Sheen's incredibleness. I really love. I really love Scott Jacoby as Mario the magician in this. That's a really yes. tricky role. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like Rin is so independent and so feminist and so uh, it 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 should be there. There is a potential for like skeeziness with their relationship because he's slightly older. Let's barely, you know. Yeah. Um but he like I don't know, they really they have great chemistry. She brings out he's just like treated as sort of in his words the cripple kid in his life and people just think he's weird, but she brings out some good qualities in him and they really like each other and care about each other.
1: It feels like he respects her? Yes. Which is not normally anything you would attribute to a teenage relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But especially when it's, like, older boy, younger girl, like, but I just, I feel like he really admires and respects her.
0: Yeah, he really, he's, like, transfixed by her um, and how smart she is, and he so looks up to her. Yeah. And they're, they, because they both exist on the, on the outskirts of society, because he's disabled and because she's Valerie Solanas, (laughs) like, they... (laughs) They just are a good match for each other, and I really, I really love them. The body double was a little weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, she was ready to walk off the movie over that.
0: Did they were they're trying to push the nudity on her?
1: Yeah, she didn't want to do it. That's her older sister. What really? Mm -hmm. How old was Jodie Foster
0: at the actual time? Do you know?
1: I think she was like thirteen. And they were. Yeah. Well, it was look like, at dude. Brooke Shields was like twelve in Pretty Baby, right? Oh yeah, that's. Fucked this is that is seventies, man. That's fucked up. And Jodie Foster was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And so her that's... mother worked it so that her older sister, her sister, was like twenty one and did it. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a weird part. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that it was necessary to show show that, but um, but I yeah. otherwise I feel like they, in terms, I mean. Behind the scenes, that sounds like a nightmare, but um, in terms of what we got on screen, I feel like they navigated it in a way that was weirdly um, sensitive.
1: It's jarring. God. But I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing is like a lot of older horror movies in particular. It's like, oh, here's a character taking a shower and the sensual music is playing. And then you're like, wait a minute, this character is supposed to be like a high school sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jodie Foster is somehow kind of underappreciated, I feel. And I think it's because her work as of late hasn't been anything that, like, the kids are going to be into or whatever. But I'm just like, you know what? She's one of the best.
0: She is. That,
1: that we're ever going to see. She is. It is a, an incredible win for the gay community, particularly the lesbian community, mm-hmm. uh, that she is one of us. It just... George Logan's big dyke And I always knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I remember
0: I remember when um she came out again for the real time. <laughs> After like, what was that? Remember when she came out like a hundred when she turned fifty?
2: And yeah. she's like, I'm
0: fifty! If I <laughs> if he I can't. if I was to to come out, I would be gay. But I yeah. am an actor <laughs> <laughs> like but then, more recently,
1: more recently at the Golden Globes or whatever, the whatever one of the awards shows where she was there with her wife, yeah, and was like, "This is my wife," and that is such a like. I think it's so taken for granted, but especially considering her and her history and how private she is, understandably so.
0: Absolutely, understandably.
1: Um, that was a huge moment. She's just never talked about those kind of things. So even her first awkward embarrassing as fuck attempt at coming out was like for somebody like me who's been a jodie foster stand my entire fucking life even that was like oh my god like this is weird and i feel uncomfortable but also holy shit i think she might maybe be alluding to coming out yeah you know (laughs) what i mean and so like to to get to where we are where it's like she has a wife and will proudly sit next to her wife and yeah. introduce her as such. is incredible. Yeah. And I just fucking love Jodie Foster. So. We
0: well, can't tell.
1: <laughs> well, you say, do we need all the Mel Gibson things going on? What
0: is that friendship?
1: I don't understand that friendship. They just must understand
0: really, it. It, it's like Mario and Ren maybe. Maybe they just really get each other in a way that I will never understand.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's very strange. But yeah, I remember. I remember.
1: But that's the thing is
0: everyone knew. Everyone has always known she's gay.
1: Oh, sure. I
0: remember being a teenager reading planet dot com and reading all the gossip about her and her wife adopting like their kids and blah, blah, blah. That was decades ago. Uh, before that was even before the she came at, the first time she kind of came out and yeah I remember that the Golden Globes happening that really hitting you in the feels because that is a massive and significant event when one of our greatest actors yeah is just open about it.
1: Well, that was a big part of the controversy around Silence of the Lambs. Like, aside from the entire trans issue, yeah, was when it came out. Part of the protests was about her, and yeah. it was like, take the moth off your mouth and come out like people have tried to forcibly out her on plenty of occasions magazines the advocate and everything mm-hmm. like all of this she's been subject to it and she's just always kept her shit private which i also respect wow you know
0: well wow, i didn't know that about sounds of lambs that's wild
1: yeah so the moth but That's was the, the thing. closet it's the moth was a closet like well it was like a piece of duct tape over her mouth basically is yeah the way they were framing it you know but it's like that's also the 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 whole conversation about when it's somebody that you know basically right but also chooses to keep their life private it's like that the conversation around that is really interesting no one has do you have an obligation to come out
0: so that's yeah. really tricky right Mm -hmm. because I think if you were in the public eye and you could literally save lives, I do think that there is like an ethical call. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, but then there's, there's no, despite being a millennial who does participate (laughs) in the internet, (laughs) uh, begrudgingly, there are no absolutes in this world. There are, there, everything is a case by case scenario. Um, and so, it with her, there are very special circumstances, right? Right. I don't I don't think, I mean, I guess it would be very rid of her to not come out, to just live her life as she wants to.
1: Well, I think that's the distinction also. And if you don't know what we're talking about with Jodie Foster circumstances, mm-hmm. if you don't know about the whole John Hinckley Jr. connection, you should read up on that.
0: Yeah. Um, just the guy a, trying to assassinate the president for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. So she's kept everything personal on lockdown. Like, if you follow her career at all, her interviews and everything are all business. That's all she wants to talk about. She doesn't talk about any of her personal shit. She has more in recent years, but... But it's somebody like... Um, I read an interview a year or two ago with Holland Taylor, um, another fantastic actress. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about, like, oh, your relationship with Sarah Paulson and blah, 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 blah. And she made the distinction of, like... I never came out, but I just was never in either.
2: Hm. Hmm. I just
1: lived my life, and I was never in the closet, but I never came out. Yeah. And I think that's that's a distinction, and that's kind of how I feel about myself. Also, like, on Final Girls, it's like... I didn't hide anything, but I also wasn't like, this is a big gay blog. It was just like, I had lived my life, and I would talk about my life, or talk about a girlfriend, or whatever, but I wasn't like, but I was just like, I'm just going to live my life certainly if someone asked me i would tell them i never denied anything but i didn't make it a focal point and i didn't say like i'm final girl and i'm gay
0: you never put rainbow suspenders on a ferris on the on the header <laughs> right.
1: exactly i didn't have a pride flag background or whatever but and, all of and her it's
0: flags
1: a, and yet it's a case of like you know Gay men in particular like gravitated toward. Like, I don't. I'm not speaking popping my collar and speaking highly of myself, but I have learned over the years how many gay men gravitated towards Final Girl and found a kinship, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I never came out. And I think that that's just. And I'm sure there are straight people who are like, "Is this gay?" Like, there are some who are going to pick up on it, but it's like it's just what you do. Like, a gaydar, whatever you want to call it where you I don't know and I'm just babbling at this point. No, it's absolutely but...
0: true and I remember star- I remember sitting in my parents' house on my desktop looking at your at your blog and um being like one really drawn to it because you're talking about horror movies and older horror movies that I wanted to watch and learn about. And then you're talking about um you I I could tell that you were gay.
2: Yeah.
0: And I remember thinking like this is everything I want. <laughs> like Yeah. But it was, it was really exciting to me because it, it was, um, like you said, it wasn't about that. It was, it was literally just here as a gay person existing, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that was the nice. thing. That's the, th- that, and that's the thing. But also at the same time, it's like, that's, I mean, that's to bring it back to Jodie Foster. That's the way I've always felt about her is like, you recognize something in them. And so you just figure like, well, they're gay, they're gay, they're gay, yeah, but still, her coming out and saying it is still such a huge deal and still so important, regardless of the fact that the last you know, however many years you you've, you've kind of known she's fam. yeah, you know.
0: yeah, and it's powerful. Yeah, and it is helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So it does it does go multiple ways.
1: How many Oscar-winning actresses do we have that are like I'm a lesbian?
0: Is it literally just Jodie Foster?
1: Is it literally just Jodie Foster?
0: Well, Marley Matlin played a lesbian in the L Word.
1: There you go. Same death. <laughs> Same death. Oh my I mean, God! I... Academy Award
0: winner Marley Matlin <laughs> on the L Word. Oh
1: my Lord. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, she's not. I'm sure she's not the only one, but the only out one. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, it's not like there's a lot of men either.
0: Well, Brie Larson has an Oscar.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Is that not powerful for you, Stacey?
1: Yeah, it's super powerful.
0: <laughs> With your Captain Marvel haircut <laughs> in the theater.
1: <laughs> oh boy. So, uh, I think it's a perfect fucking way. I mean, if we have to come back at all during Pride Month as a queer feminist <laughs> horror podcast. <laughs> If we have to have any shows during Pride, I can't think of anything better than this feminist, isolationist, oh. misanthropic manifesto starring a lesbian. Ah, oh. Right?
0: It's Perfect. literally because we spent all of our time, we have both spent all of our time in the last six weeks doing nothing except watching mine on Netflix. <laughs>
1: best show that has ever been created
0: and look if I have to open up time in my schedule if I have to take away time from Lee Hai Jin and, and Seo Yun, <laughs> um, then I get and Hisu. then I guess I might as well do it with another Bala Queen who is just fighting yeah. for her own liberation just like those mm-hmm. queens and that's little girl who lives down the lane god damn it
1: God damn it. (laughs) Uh, Read
0: the book. Watch the movie. They're both fantastic.
1: Indeed. I love it.
0: Well, Stacy. After six weeks, are you ready to place your head on the chopping block?
1: What is there left to cut off? (laughs) heads they's whatever they use chop
0: <laughs> yes the chop <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna Just it'll touch my neck and my head will just explode into dust
0: <laughs> so goes, what? Oh?
1: <laughs> you explain i don't have it in me
0: stacy thinks of an axe is called a chop <laughs>
1: <laughs> so on that
0: note, everyone, um, the chopping block is our question and answer game, like all queer horror feminist, queer feminist horror podcasts have to have. <laughs>
1: um, so we have,
0: we present each other with three categories from which to choose. They're all horror related trivia question categories. Um, too many words are coming out of my mouth. Um, you, you pick a category, you get five questions, you have 10 seconds to answer each Question: Unless you call out, I want the wig, in which case Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2 descends from the heavens and lands itself upon thy head and you become symbiotes together, um, which then confuses the heads. They are non-binary executioner who has their own flag. Uh, And and then you win an additional 10 seconds Equaling 20 total seconds um, To answer that that one question Unless you get it wrong Then you're dead If you get any questions wrong You're dead Your head has been chopped By the chop itself And then you are (laughs) uh, you're, You're done If you don't do that though If you actually live Then congratulations Something happened
1: You won
0: You won You're a winner baby
1: You're a winner Baby
0: um so I don't
1: don't know who went.
0: <laughs> you didn't know. track this in your log?
1: Absolutely not.
0: You have been feeling flaccid and smooth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, just in time for the Delta variant. <laughs> Take me now. Take me now. Oh. um. So you it's your choice. You can choose to answer first or ask first, and I will abide your choice.
0: Dealer's your choice. choice. Wow. Okay. Well,
1: you know what? I'll ask first. How's that? Uh, okay.
0: I'll ask first and see what my brain is, can I'm, accomplish after that.
1: I don't expect anything. Under the best of circumstances. These don't even. Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it funny how words are hard? <laughs> words are so hard. We did okay talking about the movie. This is all. I mean, this always happens on this show. It's like I, every time the movie talk is when I blow my load. You know what I mean? My brain load gets blown. Yep. And then we get to the chopping block and I just. I'm running on fumes.
0: Just waiting for the other person. You're like, are you done yet? Have you finished yet? <laughs> it's
1: just
2: Yeah. Nothing but. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs>
1: I'm starting to chafe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> Rosebud
2: <laughs> to uh, now.
0: Okay, you have three new <laughs> categories in front
2: of you today, Ooh. Stacey.
0: I said to myself last night, I will be a shit if I don't come back after six weeks with right? any new categories. <laughs> I could have made new ones like every week. I could have had 600 new categories because that's how math works. I could have had 600 new categories for you. You get three. You're Thank lucky. You. <laughs> Uh, your categories are "quote me, mommy," in which uh, in which I, I just start a, I say a horror quote like the beginning of it. You complete the quote Ooh. and identify the film. These are all <gasps> very well-known quotes. Oh, I
1: like that.
0: So that's "quote me, mommy." Uh, your next category is "don't go into the basement," in which I describe what is in a horror movie basement or cellar, and you oh. tell me which basement <gasps> or cellar. Okay.
1: These are great categories.
0: Thank you. I, I, I had to try after six weeks, <laughs> and then your final category is Clary
2: Starling FBI, Ugh.
0: in which Clary Starling herself asks you trivia about her life. Oh so shit! Your categories are, and these will these can come back. These can come back. So this isn't the end
1: of days. Gina Tay after bath splash. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Your categories are Quote Me Mommy, Don't Go Into the Basement, or
1: Clary Starlin FBI." Oh, man. I mean, I really want to do... I don't like the category name. But Quote Me Mommy is very (laughs) enticing.
0: I designed it for you to not like
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... That sounds like fun, but also Clarice is so irresistible. Clarice Starling is perfect. Say what you will, Silence of the Lambs, yes, problematic film, lots of things to discuss. One thing I will not discuss or debate is the perfection of Clarice Starling.
0: Clarice Starling is a goddamn saint, an angel, a survivor, <laughs> yeah. a queen, a she hero. Should be,
1: she should be on our money.
0: Mm-hmm. And don't ask me if I've seen the TV show. I haven't.
1: Not interested. <laughs> I, love, I love Jodie oh. Foster as Clary Starling. Oh, what do I pick? FBR.
0: <laughs> you can do very well-known horror movie quotes. Well, actually, there's a few that might be kind of a... There, there might be one that's a challenge or two. Well, I don't know. Uh, you could spend some time with Clary Starling, which I'm sure she'll be back. Let's be real. it's uh, She's an unofficial mascot. The
1: visualizing time. that... Green olive duffel coat, though. Uh-huh. All right, Clarice, it is. I don't think I'm going to do very well, but we'll see. You'll get. You know, Clarice. Jeanette, after bath splash. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you know
1: Clarice? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. All right, Stacy.
1: I'm oh. nervous. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Performance anxiety.
0: <laughs> Are you finished yet? <laughs>
1: I have finished yet?
0: If you can't tell, (laughs) we have have problems. There might be some structural issues at hand.
1: Hit me, Rosebud. Uh,
0: (laughs) Pride is canceled.
2: Thank Um, you. And
0: so are you. (laughs) Question one Clary Starling, FBI, question one. Before I went to live on a sheep farm in Montana. Oh, no. I grew up in a small town in this state.
1: <laughs> West Virginia. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, ma'am. That is. Yes, sir. That is correct. Here's West Virginia.
1: That's, that's a big answer. It's a big answer. <laughs> it's a big state. Big answer. Question
0: two. Uh, okay. I wear this skin cream tick
1: layer to tone
2: wait <laughs> no
1: that's Marge Gunderson that wears the skin skin so soft <laughs> do you
0: know <laughs> actually I'll wear avion
1: skin cream avion skin cream <laughs> <laughs> skin cream. <laughs> and Lair Du Tomp, but not today. <laughs> that was the next question was,
0: and sometimes I wear this, but not today. But not
1: today! <laughs> Maybe on skin cream. Damn it! <gasps> She's got a nice bag of cheap shoes. <laughs> you know what? Bef- like... Let me, but I was uh anyway. Uh, okay, well I knew it was a doomed thing. Hey! You knew
0: you knew in your heart in your heart of hearts. Heart of hearts. <laughs> just, just not to, oh.
1: just not today. Just not today. <laughs> oh well. I know Stop, I love Clarice. Was Plum Island one of the answers? Plum Island Resort Hotel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. Well, would you get the other two? I feel like I just have to ask you, because it's not like she's coming back. I said she's coming back. Okay. My him roommate at Quantico is also studying to be a special agent, and her name is what? Ardelia. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, ma'am.
1: Smooch, smooch.
0: <laughs> and, and the final question. Now, I think you would have gotten this. I don't know if you would have gotten the exact words, but we'll find out. Before he was shot, my father worked as this.
1: He was a cop. Yeah. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. The
0: full answer is Night Marshall. I see. If I really wanted to, you know. Sure. Begrudge, I could say, ding, ding, ding. It's Night Marshall.
1: I get, you know, my Gina Tay after bath splash trips me up. <laughs> oh, well.
0: I love it. it's always Gina Tay after <laughs> it's
1: bath, always, bath. It always is.
0: And never Laird to Tomp, especially not today. Especially not
1: today. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, good job. Good job, though. No, bad job. No, but you. That's all right. You died right. on the second question. You didn't <laughs> yeah, <buy it. laughs> I'm dead. you're just talking to my spirit, which cannot pass.
0: Your lich essence.
1: Yeah, it's back. Uh, okay. Well, I uh, you have three new categories, also. But I admit, with my smooth brain i'm not as clever as you and so i said i'm gonna ease us back into this oh. i'm not just gonna blast the rosebud you i'm gonna ease us into this <laughs> rip off the mask
0: and blast the rosebud
2: <laughs>
1: I'm ease us into this very slowly and gently <laughs> thank you <laughs> first thing i'll do is tell you that you look nice today oh thank you i assume i, I really don't it's 115 <laughs> yeah. degrees
2: um
1: so you do have three new categories okay. however each of them is the special way we do it which... what <laughs> <laughs> which isn't i ask five questions you give five answers it's the name five movies In the time. Oh! All three of them are like, does that, that didn't explain it for the people. Instead of having five questions and answers, in these categories, Anthony will have to name five movies that satisfy certain parameters
2: Uh
1: within 50 seconds or 60 seconds if a wig is requested. (laughs) (laughs) okay wait so you're telling
0: you're telling hold on a minute you're telling me that all the categories today are this one are like the 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 name the the five that's right oh oh you know i can never resist picking that one because i always die on the i get to four and i always now
1: now you don't have a choice have i ever won one i think maybe no (laughs) (laughs) that sounds
0: right that sounds correct
1: yeah but we both enjoy these um and so so each one you will have to name the movies in a time okay
2: so (laughs) yeah that's been established thank you
1: (laughs) listen okay so category one the eyes have it Each movie that I want from you will have I or eyes in the title. Now, I would like to make a blanket rule for these types of categories going forward.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. I know what you're going to say.
1: Sequels are fine. Remakes, no, no. Oh, 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 that's so you couldn't you couldn't say like, oh, martyrs and martyrs. Like, no, no. Sequels, why not? Right. Remakes, no, no.
0: Okay. Well, that's, that's very giving. I like that. I thought okay. you were going to say even sequels.
1: Well, they're, at least they're different movies, basically. You know yep. what I mean? I just feel it's fair. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. So, category one, the eyes have it. Each movie will have eye or eyes on the title. Category two, deadly, was all I could think of. <laughs> 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 So, each of these movies will have the word deadly in the title. And the third category is, (laughs) I do even see color. Which all of these movies...
0: (laughs) You sound like you're from this Portland.
1: Yeah. So, each of these movies will have a color in the title. Any color. What? Oh!
0: So, I just named five movies with a color, the name of a word for a color in the title? Yes. Like, Chartreuse Afternoon.
1: Exactly. The famous... The
0: famous horror film,
1: Chartreuse Afternoon. Afternoon. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, again, the categories are The Eyes Have It. Red Velvet. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Deadly. And I do... (laughs) (laughs) that that title literally just
0: walked off stage in embarrassment (laughs)
1: yeah as did i and (laughs) i do even see color um these seem really hard
0: (laughs) um oh i'm gonna go with the eyes okay i'm gonna go with the eyes oh the color one though sounds i don't know any movies with colors in the title i'm gonna do the eyes i'm gonna do the eyes before i even think of anything okay
2: all right, here go we go.
1: Eyes. So, fifty seconds on the clock to give me five movies that have "I" eye or "eyes" in the title. Your time starts now.
0: Ne- right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay. Um, eyes. I, eyes
1: without. I, I, I,
0: I, I, eyes without. A, eyes without a face. That's a movie. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, uh, the Eyes of Laura Mars. Ding,
1: ding, ding. Um, the
0: Eye. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, the Eye
1: Two. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Um. Uh, I. Oh, I want the wig.
0: I. Eyes of a Stranger.
1: Is that a movie? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Oh my it. god. You oh won. My god, I did it. I did.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. Is there surplus time? I. I Spy. I for an eye Starring Sally Field. Um. Oh, horror movie. I see you. <laughs> 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 Are there any others? What else is there? There's
1: The Hills Have Eyes
0: Oh, it does
1: And its sequel, there's Cat's Eye Oh, yes, 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 yes Deadly Eyes, the movie about the rats Eyes of My Mother
0: Oh, I haven't seen that
1: Starry Eyes Oh, oh yeah Two Evil Eyes Two Evil Eyes An anthology movie And The Crawling Eye an old sci-fi horror movie. Ew, ew. That was all I came up with. Plus the ones that you said. Oh wow. There's not that many. I got the Eyes of Laura Mars. I'm so happy because that feels like I'm vindicated
0: after the something of someone. Yeah. When I died on Eyes of Laura Mars.
1: The other ones will come back also, so I don't want to get into it. But one of one of those categories is significantly easier than the other.
0: I think, the, is the color one easier or is the Deadly? Yeah. Well, you said you're not going to get into it. Yeah. The color one seems really hard, though. I can't think of anything. Now I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: That's a, no. Those are great categories. I love that
0: format. Thank you.
1: It's a fun format. You did oh it. God, I won. You won <gasps> the first time back. I, won. I got one question. I don't know how to good sentences, but won the game. You won. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for being here for me in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, well, uh, Yahoo, we're back. <laughs> right.
0: Grand mid-season replacement pilot episode. whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks to everybody. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you for being a friend.
1: Thank you to the people who subscribe to the show, whether it is, you know, just through your podcast platform of choice. Mm-hmm. The people who pay for a subscription, my gosh, thank you. Or if you've sent tips in or anything like that, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, that's so
0: wicked
2: cool.
1: Yeah, um, so subscribe or leave us a review somewhere. So, because, you know, the algorithm. Oh, God. You know what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that you said algorithm and died.
1: <laughs> I just i am going to hit myself in the head with the cellar door. Like, <laughs> give me an almond cookie. Let's get this over with. We'll be back. Yeah, Com. Right? Bye. Uh-huh.
2: Ha, 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 ha,